Welcome to Women Inseparable with author and speaker Jacqueline Palmer. This session is a study of Colossians. Let's learn how to read it, study it, and live it. Here's Jacqueline. Welcome to Women Inseparable. We get to do something special, and I'm just going to lay it out. Normally, we are recorded before a live group of beautiful women, and we did that today uh, without any sound for you on camera. So I am presently sitting here in our space with you on camera and saying, I have no audience except for three humans. So we won't have the fun laughter in the background, the amens, the wows, but you will get scripture, you will get prayer, you will get connected to Christ, and you'll get connected to one another. That's the prayer. Um, Let's pray, and then we'll get into scripture. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you so much for this opportunity. Thank you that we get to uh, connect, to be together, no matter what the situation is, no matter what the circumstance is, We're connected, we're knit together, we're drawn together through the blood of Jesus Christ. I sit here feeling a little out of sorts in a quiet space with my Bible and with a camera. But Lord God, in the midst of it all, you are here. And I pray right now above all measure that your words are said to the heart that is listening. Wherever she may be, whether she's alone in her car, alone at home, gathered together with friends, I pray that whatever words are said today, right now, from your word is exactly what she needs to hear. I pray, Lord God, that you'll go before. You promise to do, and you always do. And we ask once again that you are who you say you are, that you'll be our great I am. I pray that you'll be with my words as I present your scripture, and I pray that you'll set me aside and that your words will be the only thing that reigns true, reigns supreme. We pray all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, Colossians 2. We talked last week, um, obviously, Colossians 1, and we did a lot of who God is, who Jesus is through God. We talked about how he is the fullness of God, and it was defined so beautifully in Colossians 1, 15 through 20. We see in verse 19 of the first chapter that for in him, all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. If we go forward to Colossians 2, we're going to see some similar things. We're going to see the truth of what Paul is saying to the Colossian church. We're going to see what is being said to you and me. Colossians 2, I'm going to skip down verse 6. Since we're not technically studying the Word of God these four weeks, we're reading the Word of God these four weeks. And there is a lot in chapter 2 that I want to study with you. There is a lot in chapter 2, a lot of words, a lot of um, religion, a lot of thought process, a lot of circumcision that makes you want to just dig in and study. But my request is don't do it. Don't study this week. Continue what you did last week and read the Word of God. Just read it. So in just reading it, I'm going to skip to verse 6. Chapter 2, verse 6. It says, Therefore as you, and that's my request this week, is focus on the pronoun you. Therefore as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. Rooted and built up 
in Him and established in the faith just as you were taught abounding in thanksgiving. I love his conclusion of that whole segment. He says, therefore, just as you received Christ Jesus, it does make us sit here as a reader and think, have I received Christ Jesus? Have I put my faith in the name of Jesus Christ? What's your answer? You're the only one that knows the answer. Only you can testify. You can sit there and say, yeah, there was a time in my life where I did not know that God sent the Son to be the Savior of the world. I did not know that Jesus Christ took on humanity, that He died on the cross, that He was buried, and that He rose again, and He's given me the choice of eternal life. I did not know that. But today, I hear that, I claim that, I have faith in that, and I ask Christ right now, please be my Savior, please be my Lord. Today could be your day of salvation. Some of us could say, I got saved within this past year. I got saved yesterday. I got saved a couple decades ago. I got saved when I was three. Our ages in Christ are different, but what happens is exactly the same. We receive the Lord and we walk in Him. The question is, is what your walk looks like. And that's what I ask you to look for in chapter two. As you read today, tomorrow, the next day, as you read through Colossians, what does your walk look like? Not according to a checklist, not according to your ABC rule book, but according to you and God. What does that look like? Be real with it. It says, therefore, as you receive Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in Him. And then he kind of gives us an idea of how to do that, which is great. I like how-to guides. Love how-to guides. You need to cook something, you go to Pinterest. It's not going to look like that. It's not going to taste like that, but at least you can go to Pinterest and find out how to do it. Here he says, be rooted. That one makes me want to study a little bit more and ask those questions. How? How do I, how do I root in myself? A gardener would give you great ideas right now. <clears throat> I'm not a gardener. Rooted, and then it says, be built up in Him. I think of a builder, and it makes me want to give such great analogies, but again, I'm not a builder, so we're going to press on. He says, be rooted and built up in Him, in Jesus. In the very one you received, be built up in Jesus, as if your salvation in Jesus is a one-time occurrence, but every day, every moment of every day, you're building up in Jesus, almost as if you're falling in love a little bit more every day. How sweet is that? That's so sweet. He says, be established in the faith. And then I love this phrase right in the midst. He says, be rooted, be built up, be established just as you are taught. It takes a moment of learning. Sometimes we get saved and we want to do that Christian thing and we want to be a Christian that we witness. And so we change who we are and take on the image of another Christian and say, there you go, you've become a good Christian girl. Do you see what I've done? I'm rooted and built up in him. But your thoughts and intents of the heart are a little bit off and you get frustrated with yourself. Have you ever been frustrated with yourself? Why aren't I growing more in the Lord? Why aren't I stronger than I should be? Why aren't I more faithful? Where's my gift? And we get so frustrated about that. And it's because we're putting on an air, we're putting on a show, we're putting on somebody else's root 
and built up and established. You need to take this personal. He says, as you are taught how to receive Christ, root yourself in that. As you are taught how to receive Christ, be built up in that. As you received Christ, establish your faith in that. It's Jesus. It's always about Jesus. And if you want to test yourself, I love tests. I love self-evaluations. I'm a nerd about self-evaluations. And so whenever I get like an assignment or a challenge, I want to ask. And sometimes I ask my husband in the middle of a sporting event, hey, baby, you want to self-evaluate me? That doesn't go great. <laughs> so pick and choose when you do it. But there, I, love, I love being able to self-evaluate and get the idea of where I am according to me, not somebody else, but where was I yesterday? Where am I today? What's my goal for tomorrow? I'm a nerd. This gives you a kind of an idea how you're doing. He says, as you receive Christ, be rooted in him, be built up in him, be established in his faith as you are taught, continue what you are taught, abounding in thanksgiving. That right there is the evidence of where you are with your walk with Christ. Thanksgiving. You know, like, but there's got to be more. There's got to be more. What about like what I'm eating and what I'm drinking and how I'm celebrating and what I make my life choices about? Well, we'll get to that. That's chapter two. But right now, where's your Thanksgiving? Where's your happiness? Where's your joy? How are your words proclaiming to your God? Thank you. That right there, restart verse six. There's a personal challenge. Evaluate yourself today, tomorrow, throughout the week. How am I? Do I know, A, do I know Jesus Christ is my Savior? B, am I walking in Him? What does that walk look like? How is my Thanksgiving? Well, I wasn't thankful in the drive here. <laughs> I can testify. <laughs> I wasn't very thankful on my drive here. I, I had to get rerouted <laughs> and felt up. And him driving is so frustrating sometimes. Abound in Thanksgiving above all else. And your Thanksgiving is going to look different than mine. And that's beautiful. Some people are just, I think of a girl that comes on our Thursday morning named Sharon. She's just a walking bubble. If I pretended to be Sharon, I would annoy myself because I would be putting on Sharon's level of thanksgiving. It doesn't mean we have, I don't, I'm not as thankful as her. I just demonstrate it differently. I'm very quiet in my thanksgiving with God. I want to sit in a ball on my couch in a warm maxi skirt because my legs are so cold because it's no longer warm summertime. And I want my Bible and I want my journal and my pen and I want silence and I want to pour out thanksgiving. That's not Sharon. Sharon's just a bubble on wheels and she just runs around and throws out Thanksgiving to everyone she passes. It's beautiful. Thanksgiving is going to look different according to the way God created us. Be thankful. Isn't that pretty? That's how God created us. I want to skip down um, to verse 13. We talked about um, 13 through 16 this morning when we were doing our live session. So our girls who came this morning can do a double session. That's pretty fun. You're welcome. <laughs> verse, verse 13 says, and you, and we're back to our pronoun, and you who are dead in your trespasses and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, 
God made alive. Watch your verbs. They were present tense. God made alive together with him, with Jesus, having forgiven us all our trespasses. And it tells us how. How he was so big and so powerful that he can erase your trespasses. Think about that. He erased them. He forgave them. They're gone. Sometimes we get caught up in our trespasses, like my drive here. And we let that hang on us. And it would be so easy for me to walk in this store to do this recording and say, I am not worthy to speak the name of Jesus when I had a bad attitude in the car. But here, because I received Christ as my Savior, my God has forgiven all my trespasses, all of them at all times. Sit with that. Don't forget that. Let that right there. If you don't know where to start your gift of thanksgiving to God, let it start there. God, you've forgiven me. I remember who I was before I received Christ as my Savior, and you still loved that. And you love me now. Oh, how I love you. That's your walk with Christ. That's how easy he makes it for you. Verse 14, he says, By canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands, this is how he has made our forgiveness of our trespasses possible. By canceling the legal demands that stood before us. All those laws that we had to compare ourselves to, all those ordinances that we had to obey, all of those things that stood in our way that made us fall, because we can't get to God ever on our own. We will always fall, always fall. And God's like, I'm going to erase all of that. I'm going to nail, Scripture says, I'm going to nail all of that to the cross. And I'm going to welcome you home through Jesus. Verse 15. Verse 15 makes me think of much of what we talked about last week. And if you missed last week's video, you can find it. And we don't need to do a commercial. But it's available on Rumble and podcast. But we talked a lot about rulers and authorities and how in chapter one, how God created through Jesus Christ, all rulers, all authorities, visible and invisible. And we see that here again in verse 15. He says, he disarmed the rulers, love the visual. He disarmed the rulers. He disarmed the authorities and he put them to open shame. What would happen if we claim that today? If we think of our rulers and authorities, visible, are you thinking? I have a feeling we all are. If we think of our rulers and authorities invisible, are you thinking? Do you hear Ephesians 6 in your head? Our rulers and authorities that are against us, that are invisible, that we're fighting against today, always? He disarmed the rulers. He disarmed the authorities, visible and invisible, says chapter 1. Then he put them to open shame. How? By triumphing over them in Jesus. You have a ruler and authority throwing a law and an ordinance at you, visible or invisible. You have the power of Jesus Christ. How? Because you receive Jesus Christ, verse 6. And it all snowballs into something so big, so powerful, and sometimes we just sit and we forget 
who we are. We forget who God is. We forget who Jesus is. And we forget our strength. Don't forget your strength. Our strength is in him. Always. I'm going to finish with one verse. And it's going to go right in the middle of what we just read in verse 9. And I pray that this prayer or that this verse, this truth washes over us every day this week. Verse 9, it says, For in him, in Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. Kind of sounds like our first chapter, doesn't it? For in Jesus, the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily. And you, verse 10 says, And you have been filled in him who is the head of all rule and who is the head of all authority. Jesus Christ in the flesh was the fullness of God Almighty. And you, simply by receiving Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, are now therefore filled with the fullness of God that's in Jesus Christ. Can you wrap your head around that? I can't. The very fullness of God that's indwelled happily in the humanity of Jesus Christ is poured into you because you receive Christ as your Savior. That's powerful. That's huge. The rulers and authorities are going to come and they're going to go. Jesus is the answer. Always Jesus is the answer. Hold on to the truth of verse 9. For in him the whole fullness of deity dwells bodily, and you have been filled in him, and he is the head of all rule. He is the head of all authority. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord God, I love you. I thank you so much for the truth of your word. Thank you for being so faithful, for being so real. I thank you so much for loving us so much that you sent your son to be the savior of the world. And I thank you, Lord, that I'm part of the world. I thank you that I had the opportunity to be alive, to know God as my, as my father, as Jesus as my savior. I thank you for the knowledge and the wisdom that comes from the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray right now for any of our girls that are listening. Lord, I pray that if salvation has not been part of their story, that today will be the day of salvation, that today they'll say with their words, they'll believe in their heart that, God, you raised Jesus Christ from the dead. I pray that today that she will say with her words that she'll believe in her heart that Jesus is her Savior, that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he is the very one who loves her so immensely. I pray that you'll wrap her right now in your love. I pray for those of us that do know that we've received Christ as our Savior, that we do call you Father. I pray that you'll help us to stand in the truth of who we are, and we are the ones that are filled with the fullness of God because of Jesus. I pray that you'll help us to stand strong, Help us to remember that rulers are going to come. Authority is going to come, visible and invisible, but Jesus. Lord, you're so much bigger. You're so much stronger. Help us to stand. Help us to always remember, Lord God, who you are. We pray these things. We thank you for all these things in the sweet and precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. 
You can find us on Telegram at WIOnline.